back to the Pub Trivia Experience Hot Seat Tournament. And this is the final four. Yes, we've made it this far. We have started with 32 contestants, and we have whittled it down to four. And we are going to be playing two games to decide who gets to face off in the championship round, and this is the first one. My name is Mike, and it is my great pleasure to be hosting this particular game, which is going to be featuring the champion of Jeff Gore's bracket versus the champion of my bracket. Uh, we're going to start in Jeff's bracket, though, uh, with uh, Matt out of Seattle. Matt Coleman, how are you doing tonight, and what are you drinking? Hi, I'm doing pretty well. I'm excited to be here in the Final Four. Um, hope this should be a good time. Um, I am... I'm in Seattle. Last weekend, I took a trip down to Eugene, Oregon, found a nice little brewery down there that does a lot of stuff that I really enjoy. It's called Claim 52. And so I'm drinking one of their lemon meringue pie dessert sours. Oh, that sounds um, I, wonderful. I don't like lemon meringue pie at all, but this is one of the best things I've ever had. It's absolutely delicious. It's really well balanced, and I've not got to do this. I've always jumped the gun, so got to pop the top, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, so. Perfect. Have you tasted that before just now or? I did. We, I had several of them, probably more gotcha. than I should have over the weekend. So, but took some to go and uh, yeah, it's very good. I understand. Yeah, totally cool. So you're going to be representing Jeff's bracket. You're really representing yourself, but we're, we're each, each of us hosts are kind of claiming credit for our champions, I think a little bit. So um, I hope I don't let Jeff down. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> nah, I'm, it'll be great. It'll be great. Uh, and in the other corner, from Jacksonville, Florida, from the Beard All podcast, we have my champion, <clears throat> Lauren. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. You drinking anything fun tonight? Um, well, I, I'm a superstitious person, and I believe no. in the majority of my appearances in this bracket, I have had Yellowtail Shiraz. So tonight, I am again drinking the Yellowtail. Shiraz. I realize I come from a beer podcast, but wine has served me well in this bracket, so I'm going to keep doing that. We we are all about the superstition, so I totally understand. Totally understand. Uh, I am riding the beer train tonight as usual. Uh, I brought myself a IPA. I'll, again, probably as usual. I guess I have a little bit of a brand here. This is the Blind Pirate Blood Orange IPA from Monday Night Brewing out of Atlanta, Georgia. I have not tried this yet, actually, but it is described on the side of the can as juicy, caramel, and citrus. It is 7.4% alcohol by volume, so we'll see how this goes. And that juicy, caramel, citrus is an accurate description. That is downright delicious. That does sound good. Oh, yeah. That is really, really good. All right. Well, um, I know you all know how the game uh, works because you've made it this far to the final four. So you've done this several times already, but I will give a very quick rundown for uh, any listeners who haven't been listening uh, to any previous episodes, although I would highly recommend going and starting at the beginning. It has been a wild ride with a lot of back and forth and some really cool comebacks and a lot of shifts in games. And it's just it's been a blast. But uh, we're going to start off. Our first round is going to be our pregame. It's a simple yes or no question. One point per uh correct answer we're going to go back and forth between the contestants for 10 questions um and then after that that just gets them warmed up a little bit and then we jump into the main event which is our hot seat round 
And we call it the hot seat because it is a barrage of trivia questions. It is 30 minutes, nonstop trivia questions. We go back and forth. No penalty for an incorrect answer. They just, they do their best to make their guesses and we keep score. And at the end of that, between the pregame and the hot seat round, they have accumulated a certain number of points. That leads us into our wager round where they can take those points and spread them however they want across three categories that I will give them ahead of time. Uh, They can put all their eggs in one basket. They can spread them across any way they want to do it. Uh, They don't have to wager all their points, of course. And uh, then after that, uh, if there's a tie, we'll uh, we'll improvise. But uh, that's uh, that. No, we that we won't improvise. Uh, if, if there is a tie, we've had a few of those. Uh, actually, in my very first game, we had one of those. Uh, then we'll do a closest to the pin challenge. But for a final four game, we know it's going to be close. It very well could be a tie, so it, it might get to that. But if you guys are ready, we can jump right into it. Okay, let's do it. Feeling it? All right, all right. All right, your pregame tonight is in music and movies. So I'm going to give you the name of a famous song that was nominated for the best Academy Award for Best Song. And you're going to tell me whether or not it won the Academy Award for Best Song. These were all nominated, but they didn't necessarily all win. You're going to tell me if they won. All right. And these have just these have been randomized. I compiled a list of about 30 randomized them and I picked the first 10. So it's just luck of the, like, likes so much of this tournament, it's just luck of the draw. So Matt, you're going to go first. Your song is over the rainbow. Mm, that's tough. I, so full disclosure, originally from Kansas, it's going to be embarrassing when I get the wizard of Oz question wrong. Um, <laughs> I've never seen the movie, but I'm going to say that it did win. And you are going to be correct, but quite quite frankly, I think you could have survived missing that question being from Kansas, but I'm not sure you're going to live now never having actually seen the movie The Wizard of Oz and being from Kansas. It's, mostly a, pro, it's mostly a protest at this point in time. So, it, honest, Honestly, the fact that you've made it this far, I would just keep riding that train because that's impressive. All righty, Lauren, your song is 9 to 5. Oh... Great song. I don't think it won the Academy Award. And you are correct. Nine to Five did not win the Academy Award. Well done. Some of these songs I was surprised didn't win, and then some other songs I was surprised were even nominated, so you just never know. Matt, your next song is The Theme from Shaft. Uh, it's a great song. The Academy is really white, though. I'm going to say no, it did not win. My instinct would have said the exact same thing, but believe it or not, in a rare instance of the Academy having a pretty good foresight, the theme from Shaft actually did win the Academy Award. I'm okay with that. I am completely okay with that. Absolutely. All right, Lauren, your song is That's Amore. I don't even know. I don't know. Um, no. <laughs> and no was a correct answer. I was trying to remember what movie that was even from. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I just kept thinking about the eels because of the yeah. joke. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, so apparently it is from a Martin and Lewis comedy called The Caddy. Okay. 
Oh, there's a little ex- there's a little extra trivia for you. It was nominated but did not win, so points to Lauren. Back to Matt. Your song is "Eye of the Tiger." I'm going to say yes. I would have thought so too, but it did not win the Academy Award, unfortunately. I I don't know what beat it, but that had to have been a hell of a song. Although, as we know, a lot of the songs that win the best song Academy Award end up being totally forgettable. So, Lauren, back to you. Your song is Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head. Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head. Yes. And you are correct. Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head did win. I have a poster of Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid on our wall. So Can't argue with Burt Bacharach. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I was very, very pleased to see that one was a winner. Matt, your song is The Power of Love. Power of Love. I don't think that one won. I'm going to say no. And you are correct. The Power of Love did not win the Academy Award. Sad news. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I see what you did there with the news. Oh, it took yeah. me a second, but that was that was good. That was good. They they, they were they were sad, I'm sure, when they found out that news. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Lauren, to you. Uh your song is When You Wish Upon a Star. Oh, I'm going to go yes. When You Wish Upon a Star did win the Academy Award for Best Song. Well done. I think that was Disney's first Oscar. I could be wrong. All right, we're down to the final two. Matt, your song is Moon River. I have no idea on that one. Um... Yes. And for having no idea, your instinct served you well, because yes is a correct answer. Moon River did win. And Lauren, the final one is to you. Your song is Baby Mine. Oh, from Dumbo. Um, no. And no is a correct answer. And if my math is correct, I believe that leaves Lauren with a clean sweep through the pregame. But Matt, not far behind at all with three points. The current score is 5-2-3. Well played, everybody. Well played. All right. And with that score of 5-3, to three, are we ready to jump right into the hot seat? Ew. All right. <laughs> We're going to start with Matt again, and I'm going to start the 30-minute timer right after I read the first question. Matt, your question is, In the movie, The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, the king in the title refers to whom? Aragorn. Aragorn is a correct answer. Lauren, to you, what is the deepest gorge in the United States? (laughs) Um, the, The Grand Canyon. The Grand Canyon must not count as a gorge because here they have Hell's Canyon. Okay. I can double check that if you want after the game, but okay. All right, Matt, to you, what is the name of the island nation directly to the south of India? I don't even have a good answer. I'm just going to pass. 
No, that that's fair. A geography is is rough one for me. Uh, the answer is Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka. Lauren, to you, on the Fahrenheit scale, ninety eight point six degrees is generally considered to be what? The correct body temperature. Ideal and that is body temperature. And that is a correct answer. I think for some reason I think they've tweaked that in in recent years, but tweaked that. I, I'm I'm generally around like ninety seven at normal. Same. I'm ninety eight I got a fever. <laughs> All right, Matt, this one's to you. An enophile, and I can spell that if you like. An enophile is a person who enjoys what? Did you spell the first part of that? Yes, uh, it's the eno part is O E N O. I believe that's wine. Wine is a correct answer. Well done. Lauren, in his how to book on writing, what part of speech does Stephen King want to totally, completely, and entirely outlaw? <laughs> um, adverbs. Yeah, the way that question was written really kind of led you there, didn't it? Totally. I was trying to suppress <laughs> laughter as I was reading it. Anyway, well done. That was the correct answer. Matt, to you, because it features a dead character's secrets, the TV drama Pretty Little Liars has been called a teen version of what other television show? Can you read that one more time? Yeah. Because it features a dead character's secrets, the TV drama Pretty Little Liars has been called a teen version of what other television show? Dead character secrets. I'm trying, trying to think of a, character, a show that even features a dead character. Uh, I'm going to just Twin Peaks. Ah, that's a definitely a show that features a dead character. So it's a totally reasonable guess. Uh, apparently Desperate Housewives is what they're looking for, though. Oh, that's right. Lauren which is the busiest stop on the London Underground? Oh, you read that like I was going to get choices. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's the final four. It ain't going to be that easy. No, that's fair. Um, I truly have no idea. Um, I'm going to say Piccadilly Circus. That's a, probably a stop on the London Underground. I couldn't tell you, but apparently the answer is, and I won't sing it for you, Waterloo Station. Dang it. You can sing it if you want, but I'm going to spare the listeners. No, I was defeated. I lost this question. That's fair. Well played. <laughs> All right, Matt. Known simply as Kojo, TV personality Stephen Kojikaru is an expert in what field? Um, is he a detective? What it says here is fashion, but... I've never heard detective. of this. Uh, I, I was know. I was literally sitting here going, I hope he's not a fashion detective because otherwise I could be way off. But yeah, no, no idea who that is. I say it same here. So unfortunately, that's incorrect. Lauren, the ampersand symbol used to mean and was designed to look like what two letters combined? Oh boy. Uh. I at one point in time I knew this. Um, oh God, it's going to be so logical. I I I don't know. I'm going to pass. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. I I I mean, 
we'll like I'm looking at it on my keyboard right now and I still don't completely see it. But uh, the answer we we're looking for was E and T. So like at at all. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh, that makes a lot more sense. OK, now that you explained it that way, that one of those abbreviations and I just forgot which one. I got gotcha. you. All right, Matt, this one's to you. Played by Tony Shalhoub, the TV detective Monk suffers prominently from what medical condition? believe it's OCD. Obsessive compulsive disorder is a correct answer. Well done. Oh. Well done. Also not a fashion detective. So yeah, not a fashion detective. That's true. <laughs> no, I was like, man, two detective questions in a row. <laughs> All right, Lauren, what actor's guest role on a Showtime series inspired the 2010 lot headline close encounters of the weed kind? Um, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> that is a totally reasonable guess, but uh, they were at the the close encounters part. I think they were going for Richard Dreyfus. It was Richard Dreyfus. I think it was probably on the show Weeds. If I had to guess. Oh, I okay. Th- yeah, that show got real bad. Yes, it did get real bad. Oh yeah. <laughs> Matt. Founded in 1881, the Wharton School is a prestigious business school at what university? Uh, Penn. And Penn is a correct answer. Well done. And we are tied at seven apiece, a little more than seven minutes into the hot seat round. We're going to go to Lauren on this one. Which NFL team perked up game day entertainment with a co-ed cheerleading squad in 1961? called the Cowbells and Cowboes. The Dallas Cowboys? Yes, it was your Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. That's the correct answer. Cowboys. <laughs> All right, Matt. What classic novel was originally published as a shorter novella called The Fireman? I'm guessing it's Fahrenheit 451. You are guessing correctly. Well done. Lauren, which of these best picture winners is about a fictional character and not a historical figure? The life of Emile Zola, Oliver, or Patton? Oliver. Oliver is a correct answer. What a twist. <laughs> hey <laughs> All right. Sorry, Matt, you cannot artfully dodge this next question. Sorry, that was a stretch. I was trying something and it failed anyway (laughs) that's the worst it's the worst of times it's fine (laughs) oh dickens humor you gotta love it (laughs) it's christmas (laughs) all right matt on which nbc show was the rich baritone voice of don pardo heard introducing the cast members for 38 years saturday night live saturday night live is the correct answer Lauren, which aquatic game shares its name with a 13th century explorer? Marco Polo. They actually just have polo written here, which is even funnier because now I'm picturing horses splashing around in water. But yes, Marco Polo is the correct answer. That's great. (laughs) Matt, what flag is yellow and white and features two crossed gold keys that were mentioned in the New Testament? hate flag questions. Me too. Um, <laughs> Jordan. 
the answer is the Vatican City. I think that mm. I think because they were, I think the New Testament that would have been the only way that I could have gotten there. Yeah, it makes sense. Flags, flags are horrible for me. I mean, I enjoy flags. I just don't know flags. Flag I have nothing cool. against flags. Ugh. I feel like people are going to think I don't like flags now. Anyway. Self-flagulation. Flag, flag <laughs> All right, Lauren. People who selfishly prevent others from succeeding are sometimes compared to which animal in a bucket? First of all, you shouldn't put any animals in buckets. Um, Truth. What would you put in a bucket? Frogs. Frogs is is not too not too far off, really. It's crabs. I have never heard that expression before, but oh, okay. I, I think a lot of these questions are from Britain, and I think that some of them relate to phrases that are not common in the United States. But I could be wrong. I don't know where Chris got these questions. I just read them. Okay. Frogs in a bucket. <laughs> Frogs in a bucket. <laughs> All right, Matt, to you. What firearm shares its name with a classic Beatles album? Revolver. Revolver is a correct answer. Lauren called the Moses of her people who was voted to replace Andrew Jackson on the $20 bill. Okay. Harriet Tubman. And Harriet Tubman is a correct answer. I had a th- whole thing yesterday where I got, I got her and Sojourner Truth confused, and I felt <laughs> real bad about it, and so I needed to take a second and make sure I got it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> nope, that was good. That was good. All right, Matt. What car, nicknamed the Tin Lizzie, was named the most influential car of the 20th century? Um... Corvette. Oh, it's a good guess. I do love me some Corvettes, but it's the Ford Model T. It wasn't the Edsel. It wasn't the Edsel, no. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, most influential in a negative way, maybe. Logo. Yep. All right, Lauren, this one is to you. The seeds of the plant Coriandrum sativum are known as coriander. What is the popular name for its leaves? Um, bay leaves. Good guess. Uh, today I learned that coriander and cilantro are apparently part of the same plant. Oh, cilantro. Okay. Cilantro. Cilantro. <laughs> See. Matt, what natu- what natural disaster does a seismologist study? Earthquakes. Earthquakes is a correct answer. Lauren, who in the full house family is always saying, have mercy? Uncle Jesse, I'm wearing a Bob Saget sweatshirt right oh, now. She literally is wearing a Bob Saget <laughs> short- sweatshirt right now. That's amazing. How rude. <laughs> Uncle Jesse. What does that say? Love like Jesus, hug like Bob Saget? That's what it says. And real quick story, and I'm not going to take too much time from this, but like I woke up in the middle of the night, saw this on Candace Bure's Instagram as I was trying to fall asleep. I bought it and I woke up and I was like, did I buy a Bob Saget sweatshirt in the middle of the night? And later it showed up. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. 
And no worries, because I paused the timer while you were telling that story anyway. Great. Anyway. <laughs> yep. Just. But I still like how quickly you told it. Thanks. <laughs> All right, Matt. What are Italy's two largest islands? Sicily and Corsica. Ah, uh, you're correct on Sicily, but it's Sicily and Sardinia. Corsica's probably up there, though. That was a good guess. Lauren, the 2008 book, the Encyclopedia Shatnerica, is about an actor who starred in what classic TV show? Star Trek, the original series. In the Star Trek is a correct answer. So hopefully you were going for TJ Hooker, but... Yeah, you know, that, that would have been, yeah. Technically, though, I think that's a reasonable other answer to that question. Yeah. I probably would have had to give you credit for that, though. Sure would have. Yeah. All right, Matt, to you. In which of these languages is the word for no spelled the same as it is in English? French, Italian, or Portuguese? Mm, that's tough. Um I know it's the same in Spanish, so I'm going mm, to hope it's the same in Portuguese. Unfortunately, it is not. It is N-A-O in Portuguese. It is spelled the same in Italian. No, but that uh, your logic was spot on. If I didn't have the answer in front of me, I probably would have thought the same thing. Lauren, which fashion designer was not only a design director at Ralph Lauren, but also an accomplished figure skater? Oh. Um, I, um, I'm, I'm not totally sure on this, so I'm going to take a guess. No, no, that's, that's definitely not it. Um, um. Isaac Mizrahi? Unfortunately, the answer is Vera Wang. Vera Wang. Okay. I, I just want to see Isaac Mizrahi ice skate now. <laughs> yeah. That's completely fair. <laughs> I'm sure that would be a sight to see. Would be. Especially since presumably he is not an accomplished figure skater. <laughs> All right, Matt. Galileo was the citizen of which country? was Italian, Italy. He was Italian. He was from Italy. Well done. Well done. And he spelled no the same way we do. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's two, two Italian questions in a row. Sometimes you can't plan these things. They just work out. Lauren officially called the University of Southern California USC in Los Angeles is often sarcastically nicknamed the University of what? Um, say that one more time. I'm sorry. Sure. Officially called the University of Southern California, USC in Los Angeles is sarcastically nicknamed the University of what? I, I I really don't know, so I'm gonna go University of Stupid California. <laughs> <laughs> that that's an SC, so it's a totally reasonable guess. I the only reason I knew this is because my dad got his master's degree there. It's the University of Spoiled Children. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. 
Speaking Stupid. of full house. <laughs> right. Bam. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, Matt. Coined by George Bernard Shaw, the term bardolatry refers to the excessive worship of what famous writer? Shakespeare. And Shakespeare is a correct answer. And we are tied up at 13 with a little less than 12 minutes to go. Lauren, which comedian paired up with an NYU sociology professor to write Modern Romance, a book about dating in the digital age? A teenager? A comedian. Which comedian? Did I say teenager? I don't think you did. I think I was just like, I, I, don't <laughs> know, I put it in there in my head. A comedian, sociology professor, dating in the digital age. Uh, no earthly clue. I'm going to guess Amy Schumer. That's a completely reasonable guess. Aziz Ansari is the answer. Oh, sorry. It yeah. did not hold sorry. up well. No, it, it it I was thinking that too. Yeah. Sorry, Ansari. <laughs> All right, Matt, this one's to you. A sculpture by Dale Chihuly is made from which medium? I better get this. It's like four miles away from my house. So uh, glass. <laughs> and glass is a correct answer. Yep. If you've never gotten a chance to see one of those exhibits, those are amazing. Lauren, to you, which pop singer composed the song Better When I'm Dancing on her ukulele for the Peanuts movie in 2015? Mm -hmm. Carly Rae Jepsen? That's a very good guess. Uh, I do not remember this at all, but the answer is Megan Trainer. Of course she did. <laughs> she was all about that bass. I didn't know she played a ukulele. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. From all about that bass to one of the higher pitched instruments, or at least higher pitched stringed instruments. Go figure. And with a little less than 10 minutes to go, Matt, this one's to you. Which golfer ranked number one in the world at the time withdrew from the 2016 Olympics over the Zika virus? Um, McElroy. That's a good guess because uh, he would have been definitely up there around that time. But the uh, Jason Day was the answer. Yeah, because his wife was pregnant. Yeah, I figured ah. I should know who that was. So yeah, that makes, makes a lot of sense. Yep. I thought it might have been a female player because you didn't specify in the question. So that is actually technically a true statement. So yes. <laughs> Lauren, this one is to you. What company's iconic logo was created by an Oregon college student in 1971 for just $35? Uh, Starbucks? Good guess. Uh, Nike, apparently. No. The little, the little swish. I don't know. There's, there had to have been a lawsuit after, out of that, right? Like, I don't know. Anyway, maybe not in the 70s. But. You sell it. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I guess that's true. You're what you're forfeiting. All rights. That's a fair point. All right, Matt, according to the U S state department, as of 2017, 159 of the world's 206 sovereign countries have what word in their name? I'm going to say Republic. And you are going to be correct. Well done. Good answer. I can't believe it's that many. I mean, I know a lot of countries have that in their name, but damn. All right, Lauren, we have come back around to Dickens again. Great. 
It was the best of times, it was the worst of times, is the opening line to Dickens' Tale of Two Cities. Which two cities is he referring to? London and Paris. London and Paris is a correct answer. Matt, which U.S. state is home to the quirky roadside attraction known as the Corn Palace? Sure, I picked the right Midwestern state. I think that's oh, which one is it? It's one of the two. Uh, Iowa. Very close, South Dakota. Not... South Dakota. Lauren, the anterior fontanelle, usually known as the soft spot, is located where on a newborn baby? Head. And the top of the head is a correct answer. Matt, this one is to you. Which newspaper was founded in 1889 to cover financial and business news? The Wall Street Journal. The Wall Street Journal is a correct answer. Lauren, which American memoirist was convicted of a felony for money laundering and turned her time in jail into a hit Netflix original series? Um, okay. The character on the show is Piper Chapman. I believe her name is Piper Kernan. Oh my gosh. And she pulls it out with the <laughs> nicely done. Yeah. I would have probably gone Piper Chapman because that's the name that I knew from the show. Well done. Matt, what comic and sometime member of the bluegrass band Steep Canyon Rangers wrote a memoir called Born Standing Up? I don't think I know this. Um, Nick Offerman. Uh, unfortunately, it's Steve Martin. It's a great read. But oh, yeah. Oh, is it? I, I would love to read that because, yeah. I love Steve Martin. Really good. All right, Lauren. Often used to describe something incredibly dumb online, Urban Dictionary defines SMH as what? Shaking my head. I always think it's smacking my head. But you're 100% correct. It is shaking my head. Yep, as, you sh as you shake your head at me for thinking that. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Matt, at which place would you most likely find a book called a hymnal a church a church is a correct okay. answer sorry i stumbled over my words a little bit there but you got it lauren the animated spokesbird sunny often spouts the catchphrase i'm cuckoo for what cocoa puffs cocoa puffs is a correct answer Matt, who are Andy and Don in the eponymous book about the longtime friendship of two actors whose 1960s sitcom is an ode to small family values or small town values? Excuse me. The, the Griffins. Oh, uh, to get one of them is you're very close on one of them. It's Andy Griffith and Don Knotts from the Andy Griffith show. Oh, I was thinking, okay. I was thinking Don D A W N. I should have asked you to spell that. That's, oh, that's nope, no worries. I thought, never mind. You're good. All good. 
That's my that's my southern accent coming out probably. You're good. Lauren, in 2015, what thriller by Paula Hawkins became the fastest-selling adult novel in history, selling two million copies in four months? I have no idea. Pass. Uh, I I would never have gotten this in a million years, but it was hugely popular. The Girl on the Train. Oh. Matt, to you, what actor was effectively banned from China after portraying Heimlich Herrer in the 1997 movie Seven Years in Tibet? Island. And the only person I know that's in that movie is Brad Pitt. So that's what I'm going to go with. And Brad Pitt is a correct answer. Could not have told you his character's name, but yeah, same. Only person I could name in the movie. All right, folks, we got a little more than two minutes left. Lauren, this one's going to you. What is the only piece of equipment needed to play the popular kids game known as Cat's Cradle? String. And string is a correct answer. Matt, what color are reindeer eyes in the winter, which is different in warm weather? Brown? Brown's a reasonable guess, but they are apparently blue. My daughter has a whole book of reindeer facts, and that's not in it. So as good a guess as any. Lauren, who is the pre-Civil War author of a short story about a beating heart beneath the floorboards? Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe is a correct answer. Matt, on a restaurant menu. Never mind, I'm going to skip that one because that should have choices, but it does not. All right, Matt. Since 2008, Mustang, a 32-foot-tall sculpture of a blue horse, has stood beside the terminal of what city's airport? Detroit. It's a good guess. It's uh, Denver. And if you've never driven by it at night, it's red eyes glow and it is really, really creepy. Nice. Yeah. Fair enough. Lauren, named for the expensive spice, the color saffron is what hue? Yellow. That is a correct answer. Matt, this one's to you. Which movie title comes from a phrase its screenwriter heard while working as an embedded embedded journalist in Iraq? Wow, they don't give you much to go on in that one. Sorry. Um, so, uh, God, I have no idea. Uh, the Hurt Locker. And he pulls it out of his ass. Well done. Oh, my goodness. That I would never have gotten that in a million years. Well done. Well done. I was going to say Zero Dark Thirty the whole time and then changed it at the last second. Hey, so. that's, that was a good change. Hell of a change. Uh, time is up. Matt, you started first. So, Lauren, you are going to get one more question. Within four hours, what is the lifespan of a dragonfly? Hmm. 24 hours. I feel like they don't ask that question if the answer is not 24 hours, but that is a correct answer. Well done. 
All right, so hot, the hot seat round was neck and neck the whole way through. Lauren pulled away a little bit at the end. Your scores leading into the wager round are Lauren with 22 and Matt with 19. We have seen these games flip during this wager round, though, so it is still very much anybody's game. So I'm going to give you your three categories. You can go ahead and give me your wagers. And after we get our wagers, we'll jump right in to the wager round. Your categories are celebrities, sports, and literature. Let's get those wagers in. I'm ready. All good? Mm-hmm. All righty. Wagers are locked in. And we're going to go through the wager round questions, starting with your first category of celebrities. The film Orange County grabbed headlines in 2002 because of the Hollywood pedigree of its young leads. Colin Hanks, of course, is Tom Hanks's son. Whose daughter is Skylar Fisk, who plays Hanks's girlfriend? And standard lock and rules apply. I'm going to lock in. And Lauren has locked in. Matt, any thoughts on this one? This is a name that I have no idea on. Um, don't remember the... I mean, I kind of remember the movie, but I don't remember that. That name doesn't sound familiar. So I'm just trying to think of somebody... Uh, of that time that it would be, let's, uh, I don't know. How about, I don't know, uh, De Niro, Robert De Niro. I'll lock that in. Alrighty. Matt locked in with Robert De Niro. Lauren, what did you lock in with? I said Sissy Spacek. And Lauren locked in with Sissy Spacek. And Matt, what was your wager on that one? Zero. Matt wagered zero. And Lauren, what about you? Seven. Lauren wagered seven. Okay. We'll come back around to get the correct answers and build a little suspense here. So we'll move on to the next category of sports. Muhammad Ali, then known as Cassius Clay, famously used the phrase float like a butterfly, sting like a bee, when asked how he planned to win his 1964 heavyweight bout against what heavily favored opponent. Clay emerged the victor after seven rounds and beat the same opponent the next year with a first round KO. I'll lock in. Matt is locked in. Lauren, talk it out. Oh boy. Okay. Boxing is not my thing, but this is such a pop culture thing that like, I've heard it like Ali blah, 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 you know? So I'm going through in my head, like who did Ali fight, you know? And the, the part you're, you're not locking in blah, blah, blah. No, I'm not locking in blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, and the problem with, with boxing too, is like, I have no concept of time. So literally what I'm trying to do is pull a thing that I know. Do, do you know what I mean? Like pull a pair yep. of names that I, that I, that I know and make sense. Um, yep. so if I do get this, it will be a legitimate miracle. Um, I feel I have, I have absolutely no basis on this at all. And 
I'm just going to say, um, cause this just sounds right. It sounds like something that I've heard in relation to this quote, uh, um, Liston. And Lauren locking in with Liston. Okay. And Matt, what did you lock in with? Well, I think, I think you stumbled into the right answer. I think it's Sonny Liston. That's also what I locked in with. Okay. Both locking in with Sonny Liston. And Matt, how much you wager on that one? All of it. 19. Ooh, Matt going all in on the sports question. Lauren, what about yourself? Seven. Lauren wagering seven on that one as well. All righty. And your final question is going to be in the category of literature. What famous literary character created by Agatha Christie made his first appearance in the novel The Mysterious Affair at Stiles in 1920? He would go on to appear in over 30 of her novels and has been portrayed by over 10 actors. I'll lock in. Crap. Matt is locked in. Okay. So as with a couple of questions that um that Matt actually got on this one, I know because of Fraser. Yeah. Um and so I didn't want to say that until I had gone through like my Fraser mental Rolodex <laughs> of things. Okay. Um, so I believe it's uh, Perrault. Perrault? Perrault. Okay. So that's what I'm going with. Okay. And how much did you wager on that one? Seven. And seven. Okay. And Matt, we know you wagered zero. What did you lock in with? I locked in early and fast for a couple of reasons. One, I wanted her to talk about it. Two, I wagered zero. And three, I didn't want to have to say the name first because I wasn't sure how to pronounce it. But I think it's also... Hercule Peru, Peru, Peru. Yeah. Well, I mean, if okay. Fraser says it's Hercule Peru, but <laughs> I, I didn't want to do that either. That's, <laughs> that's totally fair. That's totally fair. All right. So let's go back through these three questions. The first one was the subcategory. The category was uh, celebrities. And basically it was the two famous leads. Uh, the two leads of Orange County were, uh, Son, the son and the daughter of uh, famous actors, famous celebrities. Colin Hanks was Tom Hanks' son. Skylar Fisk was someone famous's daughter. Matt, what did you lock in with again? Oh, I embarrassingly locked in with Robert De Niro. De Niro with a wager of zero. And Lauren, you wagered seven. And what did you lock in with? I said Sissy Spacek. And Stephen's stock answer. Didn't quite get around to this particular episode, but he was correct. Sissy Spacek, it was going to be right one of these days. Oh. Sissy Spacek is a correct answer. Literally, the only reason I even pulled that was because I remember watching this and being like, damn, she looks like Sissy Spacek. And then I. (laughs) There's a reason. Well done. Well done. Nice, nice answer. Nice answer. Nice pull. So after the first question, the score is 29 to 19. As we move into sports. Uh, and the question was, who did Muhammad Ali, who was then known as Cassius Clay, defeat uh, the night that he said that he was going to float like a, like a butterfly and sting like a bee in 1964? And you guys both answered Sonny Liston. Lauren, you wagered seven. 
Matt, you wagered 19. And the correct answer is Sonny Liston. <laughs> I get the Frasier, though, by the way. Float like a dubadoptera, sting like a hymenoptera. <laughs> <laughs> well, it again, once again, has served you well. So you are getting points for that one. And Matt, you went all in on that one with 19. And so you're getting points on that one, too. Going into the final question, the score is 38 to Matt and 36 to Lauren. So it's all coming down to this. And the, sub, the category is in literature. The famous literary character created by Agatha Christie who made his first appearance in the novel The Mysterious Affair at Styles. You both had a questionable pronunciation, but you were close enough. The correct answer is, especially since you got the first name correct, correct answer is Hercule Poirot. And Lauren, you wagered seven on that. Mm -hmm. Matt didn't have anything more to give. So Lauren, you're getting the points. And in a back and forth wager round with a final score of 43 to 38, Lauren, you are the champion of the first game of the final four of the hot seat tournament. Try saying that three times fast. Congratulations. Thank you. I literally <laughs> might cry. You, you look, you look stunned. <laughs> this is a good game, Matt. Like seriously, this was like this, super fun. Yeah. This was an incredibly well fought game. Do you guys have fun? Yeah, it was a good time. I mean, very well done on the the sissy space. I, I never were in a million years. That wouldn't have been on the list of people I would have guessed. So, never heard that before. So, you definitely deserve this one. So, well done. Thank you. Like I said, it, I do you know how sometimes like, you have that moment where like you remember watching the movie and like having to look something up, and like oh, all the time. That is literally what happened. And I, I guess once it, I will have Yellowtail Shiraz next time also. I, I, I was actually just going to say that we'll probably we'll probably see you with more of the same next time. So the the funny thing about the the Sunny Liston question is I asked that of my fellow co-host before, and every single one of them said Fraser. Oh. And as a Fraser also, right? Which is funny, <laughs> but but I said I told them I said the reason I wrote this question is because I well the, I found I saw that fact and I go. I always think it's Frazier. I always think it's Ali Frazier and it's Ali Liston. It's, or, but it's because it was he wasn't Ali then. He was Cassius Clay and he beat Sonny Liston. But I always I always mix the two of them up. Because I'm I'm like you. I don't have a concept of the time period, the time frame and box, boxing and everything like that. So, well, my so brain, you guys both did a great job on that one. Thank you. Like, like seriously, because my, my gut was saying Frazier, Frazier, Frazier. But I was like, that that's not right because I remember Ali Frazier, Ali Frazier, Ali Frazier, and he wasn't Ali at the time. And so that is literally what I had to like think through in my head. Yep. That's a really good, uh, good point. Good way of thinking about that. Definitely. All righty. Well, like I said, that was a fantastically fought game. Lauren, congratulations on, uh, the victory and you're going to be going up uh, in the championship game against someone. We're going to find out. Uh, I actually know, but um, <laughs> cause they've already recorded that episode, but uh, you'll find out soon enough and we'll be reaching out to schedule about that. Uh, Matt, it's been, it's been a hell of a ride. This is my first time meeting you, but I really enjoy listening to all your episodes. Uh, it's been really great. Uh, if there's anything you want to, you want to plug or any shout outs you want to give or anything like that before we sign off, uh, please feel free to do so. Yeah, it's been a great time. Really enjoyed getting to know everybody and doing this. It's been a lot of fun. 
Um, and I guess the only shout out say go listen to Lauren's podcast because it's great. Um, uh, hits on a lot of things that I really enjoy. So I'm definitely a fan. Um, so yeah, people should give that a, a listen. So that's all I got. Although you're welcome on if you want to. I've got your email address now. Oh, I would love to anytime. Yeah, that I mean, I'm a, I'm obviously a, a a loyal Beard Owl listener myself, so I'd love to love to hear you on there sometime. Uh, just an absolute blast to listen to. Uh, Lauren, we're already we're already talking of your podcast, so please uh, tell the listeners once again uh, where they can find the Beard Owl podcast and all the happenings there. Oh, for sure, yeah. So I've got the Beard Owl podcast. We talk about beer and Weird Owl. And I posted on Twitter um, recently that uh, in 2023, I was trying to think of a way to cycle through weird Al- the weird albums again in a, in a different way. So just to get people's noodles noodling, what we're going to do is go through the albums one at a time. And I'm going to have my pick and the guest is going to have their pick. And we're just gonna, basically going to talk about what we feel is the most underrated track on the album. Um, and kind of talk about it like within the context of the album, why we picked that song, that sort of thing. So it'll be still talking about the album as a, as a whole, but kind of a, a deeper look at like individual tracks on the album um, in that way. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting that series started um, early next year as I'm wrapping up the, the one that we're doing now. But yeah, you can find us at BeardAllPodcast.com, at BeardAllPodcast on all the socials and also on OddPodsMedia.com. All right. Awesome. Yeah. I saw that tweet earlier and I was like, man, there are so many different angles you could come at that. I'm, I'm really intrigued to see how that's going to go. Yeah. It's going to be super fun. And I feel like I can ride that for a while too, because different guests are going to have different opinions. Definitely. Definitely. Yep. All right. Uh, as for us, uh, we'll go ahead and sign off here from the pub trivia experience. I'll just remind everybody a couple things. Uh, first of all, if you're liking, uh, what we've been doing here, we've been doing the hot seat tournament for a little while now. It's been carried us through the past couple months. Um, uh, we're going to be getting back to a lot of other cool content as well. And if you like uh, any of it, we also have bonus content available on our Patreon. Uh, you can find that at patreon.com slash P-T-E-B-B. We have several different levels of support. Uh, and if, uh, again, if you like what we're doing, all that money goes right back into the show, getting us better sound equipment, uh, paying for ad space and different things like that. So, uh, but hey, even just uh, writing us a review or giving us a five-star rating uh, is absolutely awesome. Uh, we love it when people do that as well. Uh, in addition, you can find us uh, at Pub Trivia Experience on Instagram, Pub Trivia Pod on Twitter. Uh, we are also on The Lounge, fans of Pub Trivia Experience and Boozy Bracketology. That's on Facebook. And uh, probably our most active community is our Discord that we have started. That's uh, been It's been going about two months uh, now. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. I'm an old person, so I did not even know what Discord was before that started. But it, I've been really enjoying it. Hop over there. I think we've got a great community. We've got a lot of different things we talk about. And it's a great time. You can find that at ptebb.com slash Discord. And that is it for us and the first round of your final four for the hot seat tournament. Uh, congratulations once again to Lauren, our winner, who will be uh, coming up in two weeks in the championship game. Uh, but then after this one, we have the other half of the final four, which will be hosted by Tim. So tune in for that as well. Uh, until next time for the Pub Trivia Experience, I've been Mike. Oh, I'm still Lauren. And I'm Matt. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. <laughs>